The Interrobank podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your ex-bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Interrobank podcast. I'm your host, Ben Harrietha. Close the blinds, lock the doors, and turn down the lights. Because we have a special Halloween episode for you. Welcome back to the show. We've got a really great episode coming up as usual. But first, here's what's making news at Fanshawe. London's municipal election took place on Monday, the 24th of October. Former Deputy Mayor and Ward 7 Councillor Josh Morgan is your new Mayor of London. Morgan beat out Khalil Ramal with 46,283 votes, while Ramal had 15,912. Council has some fresh faces as well. We'll focus on Ward 3 and Ward 13 as we did last episode. Peter Cuddy was able to clinch Ward 3 with 1,433 votes, and newcomer David Ferreira defeated the incumbent John Fife Miller in Ward 13 with a margin of just 34 votes. Fanshawe's faculty union has filed a group grievance regarding a lack of mask mandate. OPSU Local 110 cites a lack of COVID-19 health measures as creating an unsafe work environment. In a statement, Local 110 President Mark Feltham said, Under the Occupational Health and Safety Act, employers must take every precaution reasonable in the circumstances to ensure a healthy and safe workplace. We are asking Fanshawe to follow its obligations under the law. And finally, international students have been allowed to work more work hours. Students will be temporarily, al- students will be temporarily allowed to work more than 20 hours a week in order to relieve ongoing labor shortages. The new change will begin November 15th and plans to end on December 31st, 2023. Many students, are ex- many students are excited about the news, as rising cost of living in tandem with higher tuition fees can be a struggle with limited work hours. However, students will not be able to go to a lower course load as they will lose eligibility. And for the full stories and more, check out our website, interrobang.ca. Listener, beware, you're in for a scare. The ghosts of the Grand have returned to tell the tale of Ambrose Small, whose disappearance has astounded us all. Anyways, I'm not going to rhyme anymore. Uh, This week, I am joined by Grand Ghost playwright Trina Davies. Grand Ghost is the new play being put on by the Grand Theater from October 18th to November 5th. All right. uh, Welcome to the show, Trina. Thanks for uh, coming on to talk about Grand Ghost. Well, thanks for inviting me. All right, perfect. So just to start off, could you just tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, and what you do? <laughs> what I do? Well, I am a playwright. I'm based out of Vancouver, and I've written a number of plays, a lot of them based on uh, history. And uh, for London audiences, I wrote Silence, um, Mabel and Alexander Graham Bell, which was produced in 2018. And now Grand Ghosts is on the London, uh, Ontario stage. So. Perfect. So uh, what's it what's it like being a playwright? Because I'm, I'm just I'm just curious about it. <laughs> well, it's a lot of time spent by myself <laughs> uh, and my own brain. Um, and it's a lot of struggling in the dark. I kind of call it, you know, um, spending a lot of time with some monsters by myself. And then the great part comes, which is when I get to collaborate with other artists. So, of course, theater 
can never live without uh, a number of amazing artists being involved in its its birth or its generation. And so the really great part for me as a writer is when I finally get into the room and get to work with the, the actors, the performers, the directors, the designers, and we actually get to make it come to life. So it's pretty, that part is really exciting for me. The part where I'm by myself is the part that <laughs> I that I struggle with sometimes, but is necessary to uh, to get to the end goal. I uh, I I get that completely because it's it's kind of the same way with being a reporter of just like so much of your time is just like spent alone researching writing right for sure absolutely and then it's like it's like those little moments where you get to actually talk to someone that it's like oh this is this is why I do this job. Yeah, well, I completely understand that because, of course, a lot of my the kind of stuff that I write about is research oriented. So I spend a lot of time digging into secondary sources and and um, kind of trying to put the puzzle pieces together. So I completely understand uh, and commiserate. So speaking of research, is there anything interesting you found out while doing research for Grand Ghosts? Oh, so much was interesting. I mean, what was really um, fascinating for me is, so Grand Ghost uh, looks at the disappearance of Ambrose Small, who was a theater magnate, a really uh, kind of prominent Torontonian who owned and ran uh, theaters in Ontario. And he was... Um, kind of known as a difficult figure in business. He, had, he didn't make a lot of friends and he disappeared on the same day that he sold all of his theaters for a record sum of money. And of course, there are a number of people who uh, had issues with him. So digging into it, what I was really surprised by was that there was very little written about it. It is a really well-known story, but most of the materials that are available are uh, actually uh, newspaper articles um, from that time all the way up to current times. There's a couple of books written, some of them, there was one in the 1970s that was extremely inaccurate, (laughs) (laughs) and it was the one that uh, almost everyone knew up until recently, but um, with the 100th anniversary of his disappearance in 2019, a couple of other books came out, um, and I've been really lucky because we were sort of, I was sort of developing the play at the same time these books were being written, and I've had uh, a lot of contact with the two authors of those books. So some we were sharing some resources, sharing some information, uh, and we, you know, we would answer each other's questions. So it was a, it was kind of a something in the air or in the water, right? That uh, that this story was coming to life again. I from the from the little bit of research I've done into it, it is like a very interesting story, and it's it, it's mm-hmm. it's so strange. There's so many like stories from that time period and around around that time of people who are, by all accounts, very successful people and, you know, like, well-liked people, even if maybe, like, you know, Ambrose Swan was a little difficult, just disappearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was, um, well, I mean, there's no DNA, <laughs> you know? There's a, it, it was much easier to to disappear. Um, you, could, you could move and change your identity, and that's actually one of the suspects in Ambrose's case. That's exactly what he did, is he ran away and changed his name, and it Someone happened to recognize him, so <laughs> uh, so uh, so he didn't get away with it. But it was it was easier to disappear in 1919, and there were actually um, 
the cast found this really surprising, but uh, kidnapping was actually kind of a cottage business <laughs> at this time, too. So there was a number of, of fairly wealthy or prominent people who would disappear, um, but it was entirely for the ransom. So they would be released again, and the people didn't. The people who kidnapped them didn't serve any time, as far as we know. So uh, there was a. It was a. It was an interesting time that way as well, for sure. So you've said you've worked. With, you've done a couple other plays for the Grand before. What's your, what's been your experience uh, working with the folks at the Grand? Oh my gosh! Um, for me, it's like uh, coming home. <laughs> so this experience coming back for Grand Ghost, I mean, the, some of the, the staff there said, you know, welcome back. It was such a generous um, and amazing experience with both Silence and Grand Ghost that I hope I really, I really hope I get to work with the Grand again because they are so supportive of the wildest ideas. <laughs> and Grand Ghost is full of wild ideas. Uh, so it, it's just been a really supportive and fantastic experience um, and being in London, too. So for both shows, I've been in London for multiple weeks, um, basically living and working in London. Uh, so I have kind of my haunts, so to speak, uh, the places that I like to go. And uh, I, it's just a really, really great experience. And the Grand is like perfectly downtown, too. So yeah. it's like so it's like there's so much stuff to go see and go do and it's the most beautiful theater in the country it absolutely is uh, the the proscenium arch uh, it's just a it's a gorgeous space on top of the really great people i've actually i've actually never been inside uh i'm not a london what? i'm not yeah <laughs> unfortunately no yeah i'm not a london native so uh it's okay uh i've only been here for like three four years at this point so i haven't had a chance because it's been four years you had a chance my friend anyway (laughs) this is this is your opportunity i'm i'm challenging you now you need to go and see grand ghost because grand ghost of of any play is more specific to the grand theater so there's actually details about the grand theater within the play itself so it's the perfect play if you haven't been to grand yet it's the perfect time to go i will uh i will definitely try to make some time in my schedule to go do that then uh, <laughs> sounds like it'll be a good time. So, uh, speaking of the play, could you just tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about it, uh, a little bit more? Sure. So, the other thing, I mean, the the play is about uh, about Ambrose Small and his disappearance, but it is told by the ghosts of the Grand Theater. So, one of the other really interesting things is that the Grand Theater, because it's been there for so long, and all theaters are haunted, but the Grand Theater in particular is known to be a haunted space. So there have been numbers, uh, like a numerous um, sightings and experiences at the Grand. Um, and one of the things I did when my research was I actually interviewed a lot of the Grand employees about their experiences with um, apparitions or spirits or experiences at the Grand. And so the play is told by some ghosts of the Grand Theater as they work through Ambrose Small's uh, story. And it sounds, people come and they hear Grand Ghost and they think it's going to be really scary, but it, but it really is a, sort of a, we call it a love letter to the theater and to London because it, it, the story is told by these ghosts who love vaudeville. So you may or may not know vaudeville uh, was a, a performance style 
really typical of uh, Ambrose Wall's times, and he was in charge of uh, the vaudeville circuit so that these performers would go from theater to theater. And vaudeville involves all sorts of kinds of, of acts, from animal acts to juggling, acrobatics, musical numbers. They do one-act scenes as part of it. Um, singing, of course, and dancing was a part of it. So the play had these, these ghosts of the theater who loved to perform, and they worked their way through Ambrose Small's disappearance. So it's essentially the way it's structured. So so this is a play that is like so, I guess, like tailored to the grand, like it can only be put on. I I actually have an argument against that. Okay. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that's true because uh, every theater is haunted. Every theater in the world is haunted. And that's a known thing. It's the reason they turn the ghost light on on, on a on a stage and. I don't, you may or may not know about a ghost light, but a ghost light is essentially a light that they leave on on the stage overnight, and it's meant to appease the ghosts of the theater uh, so that uh, they don't get up to too much mischief uh, overnight. Uh, so every theater is haunted, and I believe that any theater can be the grand for a night. So... In a way, it would be amazing if this play travels, and I really think it can. It's incredibly entertaining and tells a you know a basically a true crime Canadian history story, and um, that you'll hear it all over the country. In fact, when I was uh, so I lived in Vancouver when I got my uh, vaccination for COVID, I walked out of. Uh, Canada Place downtown here, and there was a whole a placard about Ambrose Small, <laughs> and I thought, oh, he follows me everywhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was not that was not something I was expecting to see. Right? Was uh, was uh, to be confronted by him as they just walked out a random door in in uh, on the west coast. But it is a it is a big Canadian story. Yeah, uh, I'm just what? What is a coincidence of that, eh? Like, I well, I know, I know. It's it, the whole thing has been a bit eerie, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Kind of moving on to just like like a little bit more general spooky stuff. Sure. Um, what do you got a favorite ghost story, play, horror movie, anything? Um, I like a wide range of them, you know, um, I was, uh, I got really, I get what scares me are things you can't see. I have to say if, I, if there's going to be something that, that, um, kind of unnerves me, it would be that spirits are around and we, we can't see them or we can't see what they do or things moving by themselves. But I, I really like the shining. I like poltergeist. Um, but I also like ghost stories like um, I consider truly madly deeply, which is an amazing '90s movie. If anybody has never seen it, it's worth seeing with uh, Alan Rickman. There are so so that's a kind of a sample, and those are totally different ends of it. And then there's the historic ones like like the Headless Horseman, those kinds of um, epic one folklore ghosts that that live in our uh, in our um, culture as well i'll have to i'll have to check out uh that one movie you were talking about truly madly deeply because 
Yeah. I love like 90s horror, especially like ghost stuff. Okay. Well, it's not horror. I'll tell you that. It's not. <laughs> okay. No, it's more it's more on the melancholy ghost kind of side of things rather than horror or um um kind of scary, I would say. What so I'm going to challenge you back and say what are your favorite ones? Oh man. Um Oh man, that's really tough. I I'm a big slasher fan. Okay. Uh, so probably Halloween is my favorite. Right, right, I, right, right. I love the subtlety of the original Halloween, although The Shining is also really up there. And yeah. um probably the thing also. I I'm I'm a big oh, I'm a big John Carpenter okay. fan. Uh so that's crazy. My my now husband, he was he insisted that I watch the thing. He was like, You have to watch it, it's the basic of all like every filmmaker watches it and, and looks at things that, but he told me the entire thing before I saw the movie. So oh no! <laughs> if you're going to share your favorite movie, especially one that involves some kind of suspense with a friend or a significant other, probably don't tell them the whole plot before they watch the movie. That's no, all I'm definitely. Cause yeah, that's like the entire like draw yeah. of the movie is like the suspense of it. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I love like suspenseful uh horror movies. I think they just feel right. um like so it just so perfectly captures like the feeling of like like the, the, the scares. The scares are just good. Like it, it, like the mm -hmm. suspense of the thing, the the suspense of Halloween. Yeah. I don't find myself like outwardly going and looking for ghost stories, but every time I I watch one, I'm like these are like great. Like you brought up Poltergeist earlier yeah. and Poltergeist. Yeah. That movie's like awesome. It's I, I, I grew up watching it because like my parents watched it when it came out. Right. Right. And they were like, and they're yeah. like, Oh, you need to watch this. And uh, it scared the crap out of me. Cause I was only like eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It might not be the right age, but uh, there you go. But is there something enduring about these kinds of stories, though, right? Like, there's a reason we keep coming back to them. There's um, there's a reason why we have a season <laughs> kind of dedicated to this idea of this moment in time where um, kind of the veil shifts or things are possible or there might be another world that we're connecting with. Like, there's something kind of primal, I think, um, that and that exists in many cultures, right? Yeah, exactly. Is is Halloween season your favorite time of the year? Uh I, I'm a I'm a Christmas fan, I have to say. That's so, fair. But I but I do love fall. There there is really something about like I said, that that idea of transitioning. That's what it always brings me back to. And I think of, you know, returning to, to school in the fall and and there's there's just something about literally the the leaves falling and turning and and life kind of turning at the same time yeah no i'm I'm a little biased my birthday's in the fall but fall is the best uh, season okay <laughs> so, near halloween or no uh just a little after i'm the 8th of november okay so you didn't have to share your birthday party with halloween parties then. yes yes and it's it's uh. just early enough that i'd also it's it's the perfect date because it's just early enough that I don't get people going, oh, this is a Christmas oh. and a birthday present. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You timed it well. It was, yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> oh, so much planning on my part.
yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is all I had. So thank you for coming on. Great. Yeah, no problem. It was fun. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm. I enjoyed my time a lot. <laughs> Great. Well, get out to Grand Ghost. It's on for just until November fifth. So it's um. You know, it's a temporal thing. It's only on right now. So make sure you catch it. I will definitely try to. I urge every listener to also try to. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Interrobang. As always, you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcast. Pick up your copy of The Interrobang on Newsstands Now. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. For the Interrobang, I'm Ben Harrietha. The Interrobang podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your ex-bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply.